you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry V and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. And mm-hmm. we also have um, our special guest with us today, uh, Abraham Hamilton III, who is the host of the Hamilton Corner Heard Weekdays on American Family Radio at 5 Central. I encourage you to catch that program whenever you can. And when you can't, you can also get the podcast so that you can listen uh, and gather any information you may have missed today. And I've been wanting to talk to Abe for a while about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly publicly have this conversation. There are things that we've been talking about um, for a while in our local fellowship. You know, just these are the concerns of members of the body of Christ. And we've been talking about those things and those um, those concerns um, expand to the members of the body of Christ that are in, I hate to say this, Radio Land. <laughs> Radio <laughs> so Land. Silly to say yes. it. Um, but it's just, it's it's a good way to, to be able to explain that. And again, I will just say um, our sister Jamie on, um, I think it was, was it Friday or was it Monday? It may have been Monday. Our sister Jamie. Now I think it was Monday. Um, who called in and was so concerned as a, a federal uh, government employee. Yeah. And the, the concern that she had over her rights, her rights, uh, uh, being uh, infringed upon right. in this whole uh, shop mandate, this injection mandate, as our brother Abraham uh, writes about in uh, his recent piece that's available at The Stand. You go to afa.net, you click on The Stand, you can read it. The piece is There is No American Monarchy. And so we're going to use that sort of as a springboard to talk to him in this segment. And then in the second segment, we are going to uh, move to a little bit more of a, I don't know if you can be more disturbing um, than what we're going to talk about in this segment, but more government overreach. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a pattern um, that is uh, plaguing this administration. <laughs> plaguing, plaguing seems to, I, I, right. It seems to be That's something being, that would be negative know, that you do, you'd not want. It's in by this administration. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a, I, yeah, that's a, that's the better way to put it. But first, uh, let, let's just kind of lay the groundwork. Um, Abe, are you there? I am here. All right, man. Thank you. Several thank things you. at once. I know. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um, but, you know, thank you for joining us today. And, and I appreciate us being able to push this back to today because I wanted to be a part of the conversation. And I uh, didn't consider uh, about Wednesdays with Will. Only Will would get to have the fun of talking to you about some of these issues. <laughs> and uh, so he shared it, decided to push it back. Uh, but this is a great concern for many of our listeners. As you know, you have been covering this on your show. Uh, when you have coming from the Biden administration, that there would be um, far reaching, far reaching government overreach. Mm. Um, this is of great concern. Could you kind of like um, give us a thumbnail sketch, kind of lay the foundation, the groundwork uh, for why the American people should be outraged at what we see as um, an unconstitutional mandate coming from this administration? 
Yes. Um, simply put, with the Biden administration announcing, I guess it was a week ago now, uh, their intention to mandate all private employers who have staff exceeding 100 people, meaning that you have 100 people that work for you at a minimum, mm-hmm. uh, requiring them to uh, receive the COVID injection or test them weekly mm. for it with a penalty of $14,000 per violation assessed. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is unclear whether or not that that monetary penalty will, will be applied to the employer or the employee. It would seem mm-hmm. that it would apply to the employer. Um, but the, the bottom line, just to cut right to it, is that there is no legal constitutional authority that the federal government has to accomplish this, mm-hmm. um, to execute this this mandate. Um, it's interesting, and I wrote in the piece that you referred to on September 8th, Politico just so happened to release a story yeah. saying, hey, by the way, the, the, there's there's precedent that gives national authority, legal authority for a government to require injections. Then the very next day, almost on cue, yeah. you hear the Biden administration announce these in, in, in injections. And, and the, the, it is absolutely illegal. And, and no one should be surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Recently, before this injection mandate issue was on the scene, uh, Mr. Biden admitted that he consulted with his own legal advisors and they told him, the majority of them told him that it was illegal for him to extend the national eviction moratorium. Many of you may remember that, Mm. but he did it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That should give you an indication uh, of his respect for, or lack thereof for the rule of law. Yeah. So uh, this is, it's completely unconstitutional. And and, and as I wrote in the piece and I stand by this uh, unequivocally Mm -hmm. uh, that the federal government is opening itself up to a bevy of lawsuits and there are many employers around the country who've already said um, we will not comply with this mandate the, yeah. the details of it have not been released yet he he opined that it would come through osha uh-huh. uh, the occupational <laughs> uh, safety uh and management health agency yeah yes yeah. safety and yeah. health administration uh but no one has seen the details publicized yet uh-huh. uh, but he's saying he's going to do that and uh, he he will face backlash and onslaught. According to the yeah. announcements, they will honor uh, religious exemption requests. Uh, they didn't give specificity concerning medical exemption requests, the application mm-hmm. potentially of the Americans with Disabilities uh, Act. Um, but again, this is absolutely unconstitutional. And regardless of where a person may stand, whether they uh, are in favor of the injections, whether they're imposed to the, uh, opposed to them, that really is not the issue here. The question is, does the, does the federal government have the authority to force something into your body regardless of your consent? That yes, is and the issue. The, and the answer is no. I mean, the answer, the answer is, is no. Is and absolutely so, and unequivocally no. So let me ask this, because I remember like months ago, um, you had that attorney, Alan Dershowitz, I, I think his name was. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fox yeah. News contributor. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. was saying that it could, you know, they do have the I right to do that. that. Remember that? And he was saying, I, I don't know what he was basing it on. I don't know if, right. you know, what his uh, re- research was or whatever. But he mm-hmm. made that statement like months ago. I, I understand he did. And I, I respect <laughs> him as an attorney and as an individual. But this wouldn't be the first time Alan Dershowitz has been wrong. Come on. <laughs> He's been wrong on a host of issues. Yeah. And what I am saying that there is no constitutional nor press jurisprudential authority for this. The mm-hmm. only, the primary, I would say, case precedent from the Supreme Court that anybody refers to, because there is no statute, so let's be clear, there is no statutory authority. Mm-hmm. Congress has never granted the executive branch in the federal government the authority to do this. 
There has been no executive order precedent for this. Mm -hmm. The precedent that is often cited is a 1905 case that I allude to in my piece uh, uh, called uh, Jacobson Jacobson. versus Mm -hmm. the state of Massachusetts. Uh, Some opine that that gives the authority. Well, they are completely wrong Mm. because the Supreme Court in in that opinion recognized that the sole source of authority for any type of health based mandate rests with the states, specifically Mm -hmm. the state legislature. There's this thing called the U.S. Constitution that separates power amongst the Mm -hmm. federal government and Mm -hmm. also acknowledges Article 4, Section 4 guarantees to every citizen. Every citizen, a Republican form of government, obviously mm-hmm. not referring to a party. Right. It's talking about the feature of representative democracy to where people directly vote for their representatives. Their representatives vote in the halls of Congress. And there's this thing called the Tenth Amendment that enunciates the principle of federalism. It explicitly mm-hmm. says that all powers not expressly given to Congress in this Constitution are inherently reserved to the states. Yes. The bulk of emergency authority in our country rests at the state level, not at the federal level. Mm-hmm. Government closest to the people has always been designed to be the most impactful in the lives of the people. This is unconstitutional, regardless of what Mr. Dershowitz or anybody else would have to say in contra- contrary. Okay, so let's let's talk. Um, let's speak practically about this, Abe, because you know one of the things that our brothers and sisters are wondering, um, those who are convicted and are like, listen, I don't, I don't feel like this is something that I can put in my body. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I can't defend. Um, just injecting something into my body, not knowing what it is, not mm-hmm. knowing what the results will be on me, not knowing what mm-hmm. the results will be on me. Uh, so many people mm-hmm. fall into this category. Um, I know that there is an easier argument that is made for private businesses. You know, we, we say that the answer is in the question, can you compel a private business? But I think mm-hmm. where it gets a little bit murky, and, and I want to get your take on this, is when we start talking about federal government employees and we start talking about mm-hmm. members of the military, we know that the military has already mandated this, and, and we have brothers and sisters who are serving our country in this capacity who have mm-hmm. already had to um, receive this injection. They're already having some issues um, associated with having yeah. received this injection. And the moment they go to complain, um, they're asked outright, is this related to the vaccine? That's what they call it. We know that it's a shot. Mm-hmm. They ask, is it related to the vaccine? And then they're told, well, we're not handling any complaints. It's like, dude, but look at what <laughs> my problem is. What if I don't connect it to the vaccine? What if I just tell you I'm having these issues? Can you help me? But it's mm-hmm. like it, it seems to be sort of one of these things that nobody wants to discuss. So here's my question. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a lot of picture here. But here's my question. What rights do federal government employees have, those who are listening to us today, who are saying, man, you know, we've got people who are nearing retirement and they're saying maybe we'll just get out. But then there are others who, man, they they are not near retirement. Um, They could be fired. Uh, Do they have the same protections? Do they have the same recourse that employees in a private capacity might have when it comes to this type of overreach? People need to understand, regardless of whom your employee is, whether they are a private employer or governmental employers, there is still this thing called the First Amendment. You do not forfeit your First Amendment freedoms when you uh, are employed by the national government or by uh, our national government's military. Mm-hmm. Um, the they, they even even in Biden's announcement, he acknowledged that they would still consider and respect religious exemption requests. They did not state explicitly the application of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And, and I mentioned the religious exemption request for this reason. I did an entire show walking through the law concerning exemption requests okay Mm -hmm. if you file an exemption request the first thing everybody needs to understand is that you need to do so in writing it is not sufficient to verbally make the request 
you need to do so in writing because you need to have a formal record of that request. The next point, that if you file an exemption request based on religious beliefs, it needs to be exclusively a religious exemption request. That, that is not the time to add every concern you may have, whether it be health concerns, whether it may be the efficacy of uh, the shots, but whether it be uh, the research, things of that nature. That will be a separate line of requests. The reason why I say that, the department tasked with re- evaluating these requests ultimately will be the EEOC. Mm-hmm. If you assert an, a religious exemption request, but that it's muddied with other assertions, then that will undermine the sincerity of the religious exemption request. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those things need to be understood. If your concern is not religious, and I, and I said on my program, some people, and I'm, everybody may not have the same position or whatever, there are some people because uh, the Johnson & Johnson uh, injection did uh, develop its research based on aborted fetal baby tissue. The mm-hmm. other two, Moderna and Pfizer, did not use it in the development, but they did use lines of research that included a ba- aborted baby fetal tissue in testing the efficacy of those shots. Regardless of where you stand on it, some people may find those to be objectionable bases upon which they would assert a religious exemption request. If if that is your case, that needs to be explicitly outlined in writing. And I've mm-hmm. also shared that there is an exemption request kit available to anyone if you go to firstliberty.org. It's on their homepage where you can get sample exemption requests and shape your particular situation, your Wonderful. particular circumstances uh, for your Again, I'm not offering legal advice. I'm just giving information That's for good. those of you who may be interested in it so that you can procure your own legal advice because it has to be specifically tailored to your situation. Absent the religious exemption request, which, again, military members, federal employees, every single one of you have the right to assert them as well. If you draft, if you f- file one, it needs to be in writing. You need to have multiple original copies, one for you to leave with your employer, one for you to keep to take with you documenting the date and the time that it was received to formally recognize that exemption request. The same writing process would be necessary to assert a medical exemption or any other exemptions that may be available. State law has certain exemptions available, uh, depending on where you are in the country. Almost every state in the union has its own uh, kind of middle mini Title VII that prohibits discrimination on various bases. So you want to consult your state law, your municipal law, as well as federal law in determining what would apply for you. But again, private citizens that work for private employers have this right. Those who work for federal employers or in the military, you have those rights too. Man. Don't allow people to tell you that you don't, but it has to be documented in writing. Abe, I'm so glad that you're on the Lord's side. I am so glad that you're on the winning side. All right, we got to grab the break. Aaron the Addisons, stay right there. I believe God sent the saints around the world to tell the people about his name. That his son was slain so that we could be forgiven. There's eternal life for believing and repenting. With that in mind, I'm called to go. With that in mind, I'm called to go. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. Um, this is sort of a part three of Push from the Bottom. Uh, Will the Great had a part two <laughs> of it yesterday. And I, I told him, which is probably a distraction during the show, but I told him, um, man, you're going to have people messed up. Because when, when you start talking about when you start talking about what God has done in our nation and you start talking about what God, you know, preserved for us 
and how we are losing that, how we have fallen mm. so far. And then you play that song that you played yesterday and you kind of <laughs> let it go a little bit longer, brother. You, you let it run just a little bit it's longer. a little bit, you know. And I was like, man, you're going to have people tore up. Cause you <laughs> That's start, a great song. It's you know, a great song. A song for the nation by it's a uh, great John s- Howard. Look, yeah. A song for the nation, John Howard. Um, mm-hmm. if, you love, if you love your country and you love um, what you believe that God has done uh, through the founding of this country, the giving of wisdom to the founders, um, the resolve to the inhabitants, to the citizens. Like if you if you can appreciate those things and then you're watching it slowly shift away. You know, there are some people, well, you know, um, oh, bloody, oh, blah, blah. You know, there are some people who are just like, well, what are we going to do? And I don't just have, I don't have a lot of patience for those people. Right. You know, because I'm like, you know, those are the people that if it had depended on them, you know, we might not have had what we had. You know what I mean? The people True. are just like, well, I don't know. It's Great Britain. Have you heard the size of their army? You know, it, it's like the, you know, yeah. the spies. Oh, oh, there's giants over there. We're going to be devoured. Yeah. And, and, and so it's, it's hard for me to have patience, although I do try to, because the Bible tells us to bear with the weak among us, to bear with the weak, to, to, to bear with those who are fearful. And, and that's, I mean, that's a fact. But when you start thinking about the fact that this is still America, and so this is a part three push from the bottom Uh, subtitled This is America. And what you see happening um, is just really alarming. And I'm going to tell you the thing that alarms me the most, and I'm going to turn to an article here. Will the Great sent me this today? And I thought, nah. You know, I was like, I don't even know this website. You sent this article. This is all like unnamed web. I don't know this website. You know, I feel like you got this, you know, the subway system. I I don't know. I want to send a shout out to the Turbinites. I I forgot who put it in there, but one, one of them put it in there. I was like, whoa. Well, you know what I do when I get articles like <laughs> yeah, this, I cross reference yeah. them and yeah. I'm like, let me see. So I went directly to the IRS website. I went to our government. I think it was Ebony. That's what, if oh, I'm Ebony, girl, <laughs> girl, listen. All right. America. Um, anyways, listen, we're going to have links to this in the show notes today. We'll also have links to the previous shows that Abraham has done on the Hamilton Corner. Um, guys, we have to push. We have to push. And in the pushing, it starts when you learn what's going on. So you you push back against that. Right. This is still America. All Mm -hmm. right. And and I understand that for some people, when they hear this, they're just sort of like, oh, well, just let it be. You know, and I imagine that if in the sovereignty of God, you know, and, and the will and the plan that God had for the Apostle Paul, he had just been like, well, I do have these rights as a Roman citizen, but I won't appeal to them. You, you understand right. what I'm saying? Like, just there's no reason for them. There's there's no sovereign purpose that I have these rights that I exist in this time that I've, you know, uh, um, from this province. There, there's no reason. No. But but what we know is that in the sovereignty of God and the mercy of God, the foreknowledge of God, that the Apostle Paul would have these rights for the gospel to be advanced for the gospel to be advanced. Mm-hmm. And let me let me tell you something. Unlike any other nation. America is still playing a role in advancing the gospel. Look, however small that role or diminished that role may have been or may, may be because of wickedness. Yeah. Um, there is still a role Amen. that America is playing. And so that means there is still some usefulness, some usefulness for this country by the Lord. So we push back. We fight back. We have rights. Those rights are on purpose. That's not an afterthought. That's not accidental. Those rights are by the sovereignty of God, and we have to know that, and we have to exercise that. We have to push from the bottom. 
All right. So here was the article. Shout out to Ebony. Girl, God bless you. Um, <laughs> so I was reading this article and this is how it starts off. It says, yes, under Biden's proposal, the IRS could have more access to your bank accounts. Now, this may seem like a small thing. <laughs> but no, sound like a small I'm sorry, thing. y'all. It's nervous laughter. It's not any <laughs> laughter. It's just like, y'all, this right. boy's wild. I mean, I don't mean to sound disrespectful. The overreach is real. But man, it, it is. It, you, you ever you ever man. have that moment where you have a kid respond to you and they they you know, it's it's almost laughable that they had the audacity. You're like, oh, like, really? Real? Yeah. Wow. I can't believe. Wow. It. I can't believe you just. Wow. You're, you're not going to pick up your. You know, I mean, I'm just using that as an example. Sometimes it's just laughable. That's what this administration has become. It has become a laughable example of leadership. It, it's just like, whoa. And, 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 and here's something else. And I'll get back to this article, guys. But here is something else. And by the way, we'll open the phone lines. The, the thought that the American people are stupid and weak is glaring in this mm. administration. The thought that you are just mindless, weak, you don't know. You, you don't know what's going on. Like that you're just, your head is buried, that you're, you don't care. You know, I mean, that is so pronounced coming from this particular administration because of the rapidity by which they keep pushing and overreaching. It's not like, you know, then several months go by or like it used to be, it'd be like maybe every year they do something where you're like, wait a minute. Nope. Now, I mean, they're not even slowly heating up the water. <laughs> they're trying to throw you into boiling water and dare you to right. try to get out. They're just like, we don't even need to worry about slowly heating it up. These people are so checked out. They got checks coming. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> You're like, where are the people who are going to push back? Oh, they're over at Sam's. Hmm. <laughs> they, paper they, got, they got paper towels and TVs. <laughs> they got TVs to get. Oh, my goodness. Guys, let me let me please do not let the king's dainties <laughs> drive rule and reign in your life. Hmm. OK, because it is exactly that type of narcotic it exactly that type of hypnosis that these people depend on to keep you inactive. Okay, so so that's the story. Yes, Biden's proposal to the IRS could have more access to your bank accounts. If you have at least $600 in your account, the IRS could end up monitoring your spending. It's part of President Biden's pro proposed tax reform, and it's raising concerns. Well, of course it's raising concerns. <laughs> so, so I read that, and I was like, okay, what has this boy sent me? Talking about Will. Like, what, what has he sent me? I don't know. I, I don't believe this. And so I go and, and I, and I, I, I uh, cross-reference, check the story. There's got to be information of this somewhere in the document. They list, um, they, they have a link to the actual story. So, so I go to the story, go to the, uh, the government website, and, and I want to read some things to you here. All right. So this is, uh, behold your government, okay? This is your government right here. Um, it's a written testimony, written testimony of Charles P. Reddick, who is the commissioner for the Internal Revenue Service, um, him speaking before the Senate Finance Committee on the IRS budget. This is back in June, back in June. Let me start with the niceties. I just want you to understand that this is a this is a real document here. I got it from the IRS, IRS.gov. OK, um, makes his little introductions and everything. Um, I am pleased to report the 2021 filing season, which was extended to May 17th, went smoothly in terms of tax return processing and the operation of our information technology system, yada, 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 yada. All right. Then you scroll down and they've got various sections. It's about an eight page document. You put in a word document. Um, maybe not that many, maybe six, because I, I do have it. Um, <laughs> I enlarged the font so I can read it. Um, 
But you scroll down and they, all this background, all this information given, then they give the president's uh, fiscal year for 2022 discretionary budget information given there, yada, yada, yada. You just keep scrolling and you're like, OK, yeah, this is all just information what they want to do. They're touting their success of of, of giving the narcotic to the, the people for their tax early tax refunds, all these things. I mean, it's great. You just keep reading, you keep going. And then all the way down, you get to the bottom of the document and it's under the section, the president's legislative proposals, the president's legislative proposals. So in this section, you have uh, the first proposal, increase oversight of paid tax return preparers. Then you have increased penalties on ghost preparers. Then you have introduce comprehensive financial account information reporting. Wait, <laughs> introduce comprehensive financial account information reporting. Wait, what is that? <laughs> well, now I'll read it to you. Here it is. <laughs> this proposal would create a comprehensive financial account information reporting regime. Regime. Even the use of that word. Like, why you put that? Like, what? Anyways, financial institutions would report data on financial accounts in an information return. Let me repeat that for you. Financial institutions would report data on financial accounts in an information return. The annual return will report gross inflows and outflows with a breakdown of physical cash, transactions with a foreign account, and transfers to and from another account with the same owner. Man. <laughs> this requirement would apply to all business and personal accounts from financial institutions, including bank, loan and investment accounts with the exception mm -hmm. watch this these are people who are not going to have to worry about it with the exception of accounts below six hundred dollars <laughs> so billy <laughs> with his little paper route if he's got an account <laughs> right <laughs> billy with his paper route he ain't got to worry about this but everybody else your bank account will be monitored guys now these are the kinds of things that when you start talking about these things, people think that you're crazy, right? People think that, oh, you're a black helicopter one, aren't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, but, and, and let me, you, you know, you know, guys, respectfully, y'all know me and y'all love me. And therefore I feel so safe with you. Um, you know, who's not concerned about this? You know, who's, let me tell you, who's not concerned about this. Uncle Jimmy, who's been putting his money in the mattress <laughs> for decades. See, Uncle Jimmy just turned around right when I finished reading this story. He just turned around and he was like, you know what they're not monitoring? This sank a coffee can that I've been putting my money in. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're not monitoring? This Folgers jar that I've been putting my money in for decades. Mm. Because we, <laughs> for some reason, we all loosened up. But Uncle Jimmy was like, nah, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. All of the things that we've been saying, why do you people care so much about this aspect of our lives? Why are you people so committed to intruding and controlling that aspect of our lives? And now we see all of these things coming to fruition. And, and again, unfortunately for us, these things are often coupled with we know what's best for you. Yeah, we've we've got your best interest at heart. But the reality here, and it should be the reality for all of us, that they do not. And so, and so what, is this, what is this all cloaked under? This is, this is cloaked 
under making sure that people are not cheating the federal government, making sure that the IRS receives all of the funding that it needs, recouping costs, anything. We, there can be no loss. So you can't be cheating the government here. We'll be monitoring. We'll be making sure that whatever money you're claiming that you have or not claiming that we can give an account for that. Is that is that Man, is that the way amazing. it's supposed to? That's amazing. It, it, what's interesting to me is that it almost is like a now. Excuse me if you think that this is just a bridge too far, but it's almost sort of like a you know it's a minority report tax filing. Hmm. We're checking you out preemptively. We we it's not that you have committed a crime, but we just think you might. We think you might. So we'll we will monitor your bank account. Not you know you're not a criminal. You're not you're, no you're not a criminal, and we don't want you to become one. So we'll just we'll just minority report your bank account. Now, look, for the people who have no problem with that, the people say, you know, I don't have anything to hide. That's not the question. <laughs> and you say, Mickey, why do you always refer to those people? Because they're out there <laughs> and, and they always say things like that. Well, I don't have anything to hide. Well, neither do many of us. But that's not the reason we have the protection. That's not you don't you don't have the protection because you're all criminals and we don't want you to get caught. You have the protection because you are an individual and you answer to God and you have freedoms in this country. The government is supposed to protect those freedoms. The government doesn't give you those freedoms. So then the government cannot take them away. But we don't understand that because we think that the power rests in the government. And let me tell you something else. People giving in, those who it goes against your conscience to receive an injection, to get a shot, but you give in because you're like, well, I really don't have any control. That is exactly what the hope is. Mm. So that when things like this come up the pike, it's just like people don't care. Yeah, we've, I mean, we don't have any freedoms. Like we, I mean, <laughs> this is just how we are in America now. This is, this is just the way things are, but they don't have to be this way. And they're not supposed to be this way. So you got to keep pushing from the bottom. And it's all these small little things that keep happening. They told you you had no control over what your kids learned in school. So they taught your kids whatever they wanted to teach your kids. And what do you, you well, I mean, that's just the part of the, that's just the new thing that they're teaching them. You know, they teach them uh, inclusion. And, and I mean, and you know, it makes them, um, it makes them better kids. And, and, and now they hate you. Hmm. And now they hate you. They hate you. Because when you say that I cannot reconcile what you're being taught in school to a biblical conviction, they say, well, your ideas are old and antiquated and they have become your enemy. I said, well, that's just I mean, you know, they're going to go away, but they'll come back. You know, they all they all kind of go away. No, but where, where is that in Scripture? Where's the it's guarantee not, of that? Not there. We use that as a as a sort of hope that replaces our responsibility. No, the Lord is merciful. And there have been times that, man, we have prayed for our children. We have nurtured our children. And yet our children have turned away. They have gone astray. And God in his mercy, he has brought them back. But you don't use that as an excuse to say, so I don't have to be faithful. I don't have to be diligent. What's the point that I'm making and how am I linking all of these things? What I'm saying is that the erosion of people living in this country, the erosion of our ability to think independently and to be strong people is glaring. Mm. And we're we're careening toward the point of no return. You got people want to talk about strength and they want to talk about pushback, but they don't want to do it. We'll monitor your bank account, inject this into your arm. We're calling it a vaccine. We redefine the term. 
This is America. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. And no, we don't negotiate with evil. They saying I can give you the world. But first you gotta poison all of your people. But I'm not for sale. 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 I don't know what you're reaching out your hand for. For why shake it out? Could let this one run a little bit longer as well. I mean, it's just one of those. Look, when you're on the show, I got to get back to the the commentary. When I'm running the show and talking, I can play the music a little longer. No, listen. I mean, we're not for sale. You know, guys, come on. Come on. Build some backbone into your children, man, into your grandchildren. Like, understand what, what God has blessed you with in this country that people are risking, literally risking their lives to come here. Mm. And, 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 you know, we're, we're in this place where we, for us, you know, we look back on what our nation was and, and, and the great hope for our nation we're like, you know, we, we put it in the category of like, man, we're headed to some of like our lowest points here where we see all of these things happening. And even at our lowest point, people are still like, you're not going to eat that. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah. you know, you're sitting at the plate and you're like, well, it was wonderful when it was hot. But now it's all it's cold and congealed. And uh, I don't know. And people, people who <laughs> you're not going to eat that, though. Guys, people still love this country. You're still trying to get here. They're still trying to get here. And so what should that say to you? That should signal to you that you should keep fighting because you have something that is worth fighting for. Mm. Push from the bottom because you have something worth pushing from the bottom for. This is not about whether or not you personally want to do something or you personally think that something should not be done. This is about what are the freedoms that are secured for you in this country? Are you teaching those things to your children? Do you know those things? Do you care? Is it worth the risk for you? This country, I would argue, was built on people who saw it as worth the risk. It was worth the risk. And it was as yet still a fledgling, the beginning of an experiment. Now we have some data to back up that, man, you know, this is actually a pretty good plan. <laughs> this is actually a pretty good idea. And, and people have tried to replicate it. I mean, it, you understand. This, this, this idea here of freedom, I mean, is actually a good one. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Um, I got a, um, I don't even know if I can say this. I got a funny text message. You know, I use, I use the name Uncle Jimmy. Just as like <laughs> anybody's Uncle USA. Right, right, right. I got a funny text message because I actually have an Uncle Jimmy. Me too. I know, right? <laughs> so, which is funny, you know, but it was like, hold up a second. People might think, no. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy's okay. Nobody's going for his Sanka cans. I'm just kidding. It's, a, it's just Uncle Jimmy. It's like Billy and Sally. Yeah. I'm sorry to every Billy and Sally listening. I'm sorry. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> We're really people. I think Sally is getting tired of having two apples and giving one away to Billy. <laughs> Sally wants to keep both of her apples. Guys, we live in a great country. You, gotta, you, you need to condition yourself. Be comfortable saying that. Be comfortable saying that you love America. Be comfortable wearing American T-shirts. Be comfortable looking for things that are made in America. Be comfortable doing that. Don't, don't you know, let that be, oh, if I, if I say I love America, that means I hate a certain people group or I think this about. No, love your country. Because all of that stuff, all of this, the stuff that muddies your love and your appreciation, your gratitude for where you live, 
Acts 17, 26, that the Lord caused you to live in this country. He caused the time that you would live in so that you would seek after him. All of the things that cause you to question the sovereignty of God in that and to feel like, oh, but I just don't. It's, it's because you've been conditioned. It's because you've been programmed to think that way and to feel that way. Just a few short years ago, it was not like that. You could be proud to be an, an American. You, you could wear American gear all the time. I mean, you could do this without it saying something ideologically about you that was negative to other people. Mm. But now because, you know, because we all sipped on, on, on the sauce, right? Everybody questions whether or not they can really love America. Man, our oldest daughter, man, she is, she is so, <laughs> she loves America. I mean, she wears cheesy American jewelry. <laughs> she does, y'all. And I would tell her that. Um, carefully to her face. She's not listening. <laughs> but she does. I mean, every time 4th of July rolls around and, and, and there are certain things. I love America, but I'm like, I don't know about the, you know, you know what I mean? Some <laughs> right, of the earrings, right, you're right. just like, Meh. but she's all of it. <laughs> all of it. American glasses, like, you know, shades with the flag. I mean, just all of it. She's just, she's like, I love my country. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's not something that I have to feed to her. Man, as she grows and her understanding grows of this nation, she's I love my country. Guys, you teach your kids to love this country. All right. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Lisa in Louisiana. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello, go ahead. Lisa. Go ahead. First of all, I love your fire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love your honesty and everything. My question is, they're trying to force these companies, the employees, to get the shot. Where I live, they're doing it to my friends and my family. They're telling them that if they fire them, they cannot draw unemployment. They're telling them they're not even allowing them to be tested every week. I want to know what I can do to take a stand and fight against this. Yeah, Lisa, that's a great question. And I think our brother Abraham really covered that um, in an incredible way. And, and I think with a lot of information, certainly information that I think would be something that your friends and, and your mm-hmm. loved ones would need to have in their hands. Uh, we're going to put two links in this show, and I hope that you'll be able to access those links. In those links, um, not only does Abraham uh, communicate to his listeners, the Hamilton Corner listeners, exactly what they need to do from a legal standpoint to protect themselves against uh, being, I I would say, wrongfully terminated, uh, what protections they have if they refuse uh, to get this shot on a religious conviction grounds, but then also at the federal level. And both of those links will include in the show. He also uh, provided for us links uh, to be able to draft up your own um, religious exemption letter uh, request for a religious exemption. This might be something that could possibly be of use to your friends and to your family. Um, I think some of that is fear mongering too. I think sometimes people kind of cut out before, um, before they really know that what has been communicated is going to happen. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So anyway, I don't know if that's going to be helpful to you, Lisa, but I know that what Abraham has provided is going to be far better than what I could provide with his background, his knowledge and his research on this. So I'm going to direct you to those links that will be in the show. All right. Will the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to John in Texas. Hi, John. Hey, Will. Hello. Glad to hear you too. Um, I'm a 73 year old Papa. Right. Come on. And uh, one way that you want to keep helping your kids and keep after them 
in your fight for them to trust the Lord is Carmen. America again. Carmen. Okay. Oh, I remember that. Yes. 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 Let me just read real quick uh, a short paragraph. If there's ever been a time to rise up churches now, and the blood-bought saints of the living God proclaim that the time to sound the alarm from the church house to the White House, we want God in America again. Mm. And uh, I've, I've tried to get people to play that at the start of their show and the end of their show. Uh, we might get some people saved if we just let them listen to this song every now and then. Mm, God Thank bless you, you John. John. Thank you so much. I think I actually referred to this um, this song maybe a couple weeks ago. I feel like I did. You might maybe have. Maybe a loose reference. I remember mentioning Carmen. It may not have been, yeah, the only hope for our country is Jesus. The only the only hope for America mm-hmm. is him. Now, you you did mention that. Return from our ways, stand now, I don't know, you proud know, or stand you, firm and say. speaking in so many places. I don't know if it was on the show or not. Okay. Uh, uh, we was just talking or what? <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, though, John. Um, all right. Well, the great, we're next. All right. Let's go to Nellie in Arkansas. Hi, Nellie. Hi. Um, good afternoon. When I was listening to the president speak earlier today, he mentioned that whole thing about surveilling the uh, accounts. And he said that's so that they can make sure that the rich are paying their fair share of taxes. Mm, whatever. Mm. So wow. now we're so he, calling. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. Go ahead. No. It in a, well, he's presenting it in a way to make everybody like that always wants the rich to pay their fair uh-huh. share. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why we're doing it. We're doing it to get the rich without, you know, and the rest of us are, you know, supposed to just sit back and say, yeah, go get them, go get them without right. realizing. Uh-huh. That means my stuff is going to be surveilled also. All right. Uh-huh. So the rich are $600 in your uh, account. <laughs> yeah, it's all of us. You know? so, so all of us are the rich. Yeah. That's everybody. That, that's you know all. That's all. As as like, come on, man. Six hundred dollars. Like, hey, what but, I'm saying, man, it, ah, overreach. Complete. <laughs> but you know how? So here is how this builds, Nelly. Here is how this builds. Um, you've got the people like uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Saw that dress she wore. Said the thing. Tax the rich. Come on. While man. she's at the Met Gala with all of these people who have, they how, yeah, they how, have so much money. How much you got to pay to get? Or into they want? That it's event. like thirty five thousand dollars a ticket. <laughs> I want to say something like so that. Thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah. And she goes in there with her virtue signaling, like, "Look, I'm a good person. I wear a white dress, and I write on it in red. Tax the rich. <laughs> like, this is the. But but let me <sighs> let me back up though because I think. And I, I want to drive home a point that maybe Nellie is making, maybe not, but I, I want to make this point. One of the ways that we get here is that we normalize covetousness. Mm-hmm. When you create a society of people who feel like I don't have what you have, you shouldn't have it, I should have it, right? Then you could tell them that you're doing whatever you want to the people who have what they want and they don't care <laughs> because they feel like they should suffer anyway. See, this is what happens. We have, we have normalized mm-hmm. covetousness in our country. Mm-hmm. We don't even call it that anymore. We, all, we, we, we have Christians who stand up and say, yeah, people should do their fair share. You didn't build that. And, and then you, you do all of that and then you have socialism, communism. Because, because, <laughs> you know? the, and, and, and the safeguard against that was the fear of God mm-hmm. in the eyes of men. Come on. God says don't covet, so we're not going to covet. But when you remove the fear of God in any nation, when you remove the fear of God from the hearts of men, then you have uh, moral relativism. It is truly, and I'm going to be talking about this actually this weekend. I'm going to be speaking to a women's group in Louisiana. And I'm going to be talking about this, how this idea of moral relativism is not something that's new or even modern. This goes back to the time of the judges when in Israel there was no king. 
and every man did what he thought was right in his own eyes. That's moral relativism. I do what I think is right. And so we have a country that has normalized this. And we don't go back to the straight edge to decide whether or not this is something that we should be doing. We just look next to us. Hmm. Well, is that person doing it? Or is that good for where we are now? God's not asking you to do that. He's asking you to fear him and shun evil. Those are your parameters right there. Fear God, shun evil. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Tony in South Dakota. Hi, Tony. Hey, Will and and Mickey. Sure appreciate you guys having me on and appreciate your show. And uh, I'll I'll try to make it quick, but I got to say, one of the things I love about you guys' show is that you keep it centered on the Word of God, and that's that's our compass, that's our guiding line. Amen. And I sure appreciate that. As I'm listening to you, Mickey, preach it, I'm just, I, that's, I really love that. So, Amen. Um, anyhow, so as you guys were talking, excuse me, as you guys were talking a little bit ago, you were talking about the bill, and you referenced the idea that uh, these people know better than than we do, if you will, that, you know, government officials know better than we do. Well, um, I'm actually a state legislator here in South Dakota. Mm. And it, it, it reminded me of something last year we had listening sessions as we were trying to figure out how to spend the, these COVID dollars and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And I was on the education committee in the house. So one of the things I brought up, I said, well, we've got people who are, um, going a different direction. They're wanting to go to private school or they're choosing to homeschool. Mm-hmm. I said, some of these dollars actually should go to some of those folks hmm. because they're incurring expenses that they wouldn't have before, so forth and so on. Well, one of the members on the committee said basically, well, we have to be careful with the idea of, you know, we don't know what they're going to do with the money or we don't know how the money's going to be spent. So there's not really an accountability and and I said, I said, you know, we really need to be careful about basically telling the, the taxpayers of whom we got this money from <laughs> that we really don't trust you with that money. Man, come on. I mean, and, and it just that's the kind of mindset of people that are <laughs> that are in our government. Yeah. So oh, it just blows me away. Yeah. Man. No, you're right. Brother, it's, it's, Tony. Like, it's, it's like how President Biden in that speech about the the, the shot. How he was talking to the American people, the unvaccinated, like he was yeah. their dad. Yeah, I'm really losing patience. Uh, I'm like, man, who's this dude talking to? I look. My I, patience I, is running thin. What? I wrestle with it because I don't want to offend. Like we just had John call in, and John said, "I'm a 73 year old papa," and so I I want to be careful that when I say, you know, it sounded like your grandpa telling him to get off your grass. I don't want any grandpas to be offended. <laughs> right. But that's what but it, it man, was like. It was so like talking down to people. Condescending. You know? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I know best. You guys need to get this shot. I mean, it, it was just it was really, really like crazy hearing that. Yeah. It's, and, and, and I want to say something too to our brother Tony in, in, yeah. in South Dakota there, because it's interesting that he proposed, you know, allowing these dollars to yeah. actually um, go directly to the people who are making decisions about education. Um, I remember Ted Cruz trying to do something um, very similar um, at the federal level and talking about, you know, these families um, wanting to have these, you know, savings accounts and having their dollars go to their kids. And, you know, look, our government is not in favor of that because they understand all of the control they have 
by having kids pass through the government education system that we call public school. Mm. Now, guys, I understand that that's <laughs> offensive, but those are facts. Those are facts. Yeah. If we have parents at home teaching their their kids, then we don't know what they're teaching their kids. That's right. <laughs> that's what... All right. Um, we're out of time. Until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>